special place to go but when i ask will you be coming back soon mm -hmm. you don't know never know Ooh, well i'm a man of many wishes hope my premonition misses but what i really feel oh my, my eyes won't let me hide Cause they always wow. <laughs> start to cry. Woo! My lord. Dun, 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 dun. Cause it's time <laughs> <Wow>. could <laughs> be goodbye. Yes, that is not the Jodeci version. That is the Stevie Wonder version. In the In key case you... of Q <laughs> sharp <laughs> minor, I just, I mean, it is, it is literally astounding. <laughs> the way, like the, it is cacophony, the way they're, the, the cacophony. notes clash. <laughs> well, like that's amazing well, that you can, you can do that. I don't feel like I yeah, could do that if I wanted to do that. Well, look at look at something that I can do that you can't. That there is are that's many, many things. I don't know why <laughs> you would suggest. No, 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 no. You have several proclivities that I do not have. I can roll a blunt better than you. That's about it. Well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's it at all. You can cook. You can read. I don't cook you as well as you do. <laughs> Either way, praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Welcome back. I'm Kia. I am Jade. And we are back to talk about the scam that is adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real life adult in the year of our Lord, 2019. Mm. Did you know that Thanksgiving is only like 38 days away or something crazy? I, I can't. The year is done. It's over. It's a wrap. With. It's a rap city in the basement. Uh, that's a throwback Thursday for you young people who don't know anything yes. about who Joe Claire is. But long ago, Go Google in a faraway land, BET used to play music videos. I mean, mm -hmm. and there was a program that came on around about four o'clock in the afternoon. It was hosted by Joe yep. Claire, yes, a native of Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. And uh, rappers would join Joe Claire in his basement. Yes. To discuss their latest, greatest hits. They would freestyle at times. Yes, indeed. There was a booth in the basement. There was. And a blue light. A blue light. <laughs> Even though I'm a black girl. You can't blue, put blue lights on black girls. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, I don't even know. Yes. Um, yes. Rhapsody in the basement. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's like November is upon us. We are literally like staring down the barrel of the last two months, the last eight weeks of the whole year, which is frightening. But <laughs> at the same time, yeah, we are I'm on the precipice of a whole new decade. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just literally like, what? I don't know. I'm just feeling... I don't Feels know. Feels like Y2K is about to hit. I'm all over the place. I'm like, wow, this is a lot. Um, yes. But yeah, either way, it's another episode of Getting Grown. We're back to talk trash. 
and triumph. <laughs> Your Rhapsody the Basement um, reference had me thinking about the other day. I made a Spliff Star reference because I was talking about a hype man. Mm. And I said, well, that just really aged me. Indeed. It showed all, it told all your business. It really did. Wow. I was like, well, I'm nobody's spliff star. And my friend was like, bitch, you sound old as hell. That is because <laughs> I'm is. <laughs> old as hell. I'm very happy to be here. Well, how are you, sis? How was your week? I'm yet holding on. You know, uh, it was a busy week. Last week was a busy, like this, this year, I feel like. Mm. has been a, a proving space for me professionally. I'm being yes. stretched and learning lessons. I mean, much like last year, but I feel stretched in different ways. I'm, and um, it's been a push um, and I've had to kind of like focus and it's taking a lot out of me mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm through all of this challenge, like learning a lot about myself and what I need in order to... Um, you know, remain productive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's just like a very revealing time. Um, and I'm, and I'm trying to be patient with myself and that's a process for me, but I'm all in all doing okay. Moving forward, looking forward. Yeah. I'm tired as jacks <laughs> working my tits off, but I, I hope that I will be able to say at the end of the year, I'll be able to look back and, you know, check some things off. I'm learning a lot about, like, being adaptable and flexible in the face of plans that are ever-changing. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like yep. I've made lots of... I mean, we can talk about that. Maybe that's the episode we can have closer to the start of the new year, but I feel like a lot of the things that I said that I wanted to accomplish, I've had to adjust. And, mm -hmm. and now I'm coming to reconcile... Um, <laughs> that for myself and feeling like, mm -hmm. you know, trying, trying to, to be, to, to give myself some grace around that. Cause you know, it's easy for me to just be like, Oh, you know, you Look messed up, you failed, mm -hmm. you didn't do well, but trying to reframe and recast and be more positive in my thinking. Yes. You sound so exasperated to do so, but I'm proud of you. It is very hard. <laughs> it is very hard. It is very, very challenging. This, that's the whole thing I'm learning about like therapy and like trying to do this work. I think the worst part of it for me is like being faced with all of the ways that I am trash. I mean, growing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and synonyms. Right. And trying to be okay with that. Cause I mean, as someone who is struggling, you know, through decades of imposter syndrome and perfectionism, these are new spaces for me. Mm -hmm. And I am uncomfortable. <laughs> but I'm learning that uh, this kind of discomfort begets growth. So, yes, so if, exactly. if you are uncomfortable, you could very well be maturing. Isn't that a blessing? Mm -hmm. It sure is. But I talked a lot. How are you, sis? I'm good. You know, I'm I'm cool. I'm like, I'm getting shit done. I am tired. Oh yes. Um as well. You know what I'm saying? Life keeps rolling, rolling along, but I'm here and I'm breathing and I'm not going to complain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um yes. So that is that is me. That that's how I am. All right. And so anyway, I'm not going to uh bore the people to death with all of my to do. We got trash to get into. Oh man. Trash. <laughs> trash stresses me. 
Oh, but it's so necessary. Clean up, woman. Come on in here, sis. All right, basura time. Um, so we'll start off on a sad note. Rest in peace to Senator Elijah Cummings. My goodness, the chairman. My goodness, a political activist, a political political and activist giant. Like I mean, a champion and just such a hero for the state of Maryland, where I currently reside. And yep. I mean, we just, we just. We just have to respect all of the work and labor. We're talking about decades of service to this country. Decades. And we would all be remiss in failing to acknowledge the great life and legacy of Elijah Cummings. Yes, um, he was a longtime staple of the 7th District of Baltimore. I mean, just out here, out here, like for, I mean, all my life. <laughs> for the people. Literally. Somebody that you knew forever. He was 68 years old, which is not old. No. Um, and allegedly passed um, away from long complication, health complications. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my conspiracy understood. Up. Understood. I too and I, raised my brows and said, "I said that is a very know. vague description, I and know. I don't know if I fool with it." I don't know. I said, "You know, I'm really trying to mind my business, but I don't know if it's, it's if it's you know the fact that I watched all seasons of Scandal." I, I don't know what it is, you, but I was like now. Or the fact that we have our current uh wait a minute. our current party in, in, in office, that current party in office, that man in office, like I'm just the, praying that all things listen, <clears throat> I'ma just stop talking. I listen, because you know we've got a lot of examples. We got we got lots and lots of examples. We've got our judge who was well, found in the Hudson River, who they tried to we say child but anyway let's not get off track mm-hmm. this is about uh this is about senator cummings our congressman cummings who was an uh, his wife made a really beautiful speech she said congressman cummings was an honorable man who proudly served his di- district in the nation with dignity integrity compassion and humility he worked until his last breath because he believed our democracy was the highest and best expression of our collective humanity and that our nation's diversity was our promise, not our problem. It has been an honor to walk by his side on this incredible journey. I loved him deeply and will miss him dearly. So we just want to send our condolences to um, to his family, Dr. Maya Rocky Moore Cummings, Every, all his loved ones, we want to send that and we want to make sure that we respect the legacy that is Elijah Cummings. Mm-hmm. Um, Marlon Anderson <clears throat> was a security guard at Madison West High School in Wisconsin. Oh, yes, I feel like I've seen this. Yep, and was fired for telling a student to stop calling him a nigger. What? After, wor- That's yes, not after where I working there for going. 11 years. Oh, yeah. He worked there for 11 years. A student called him a nigga and he said, do not call me a nigga. They fired him under the zero tolerance policy for staff using racial slurs. What? Mm-hmm. So Cher, yes, Cher, do you believe in love after love? <laughs> Wait, I wasn't ready, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Mermaid Cher. <laughs> Cher, Cher sounds like a car alarm. She don't think it's enough, no. Like Mr. Rena, her mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> the brown cut. <guy. laughs> it's like her tongue is burning. 
macaroni in the back of his mouth. It's like when you like when you get the catfish right out the grease. Shit, I'm burn her tongue. Well, Cher is all right with me because she got a hold of the story and offered to pay his legal fees if he wants to sue the Madison Metropolitan School District. That's how you that's how you be an ally. ally. That's how you do it. You put your money where your mouth is, okay? You let your privilege do the walking and the talking, okay? And the talking. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell. I got excited. Thank you, Cher. Please teach your people. I saw that. I said, you know what? I always bang with shit. Mm-hmm. I did. I always I'm with it. Mermaids was my shit. Um, Daniel Kalua. I know that is not how you say his name. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Kal Kaluya. Yep. I don't know. I just still call him. What's the the one from Black Panther? The the snake. <laughs> the snake. Yeah, get out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Daniel Kaluya mm-hmm. is turning Barney into a live action film. Well, get your bag. <laughs> He's trying to get into a live action film. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't either, this. but I feel like this is something. He said it's a story that needs to be told. Or, you know, white people might get into this. And it, they might. It, the white children might, you know, sink their teeth into this and he could make some money. I well, feel you know, like Barney we- was supposed to be black. Barney was black, like the the person inside, or no? Yeah, he was black. Mm-hmm. So but Barney, yeah, just... they say Barney the dinosaur was supposed to be black. Listen, I, I'm going to I'm going to try to throw my weight behind this in support of Daniel. I feel mm-hmm. like we need to maximize off the white bag, and I think this is might be his effort to do so. I hope that I will not have to eat those words, but we'll see. I hope not either. So we're gonna look for the live action film of. Barney, when it comes out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. speaking of live action, I cannot wait for The Little Mermaid. Same. I'm I excited. saw the ad yesterday. Oh, did you? With, I'm not oh, seeing yeah, it. with Queen Latifah and John oh. Stamos and Shaggy Uncle as Jesse Sebastian. Uncle Jesse he sure is. He's going to be Chef Louis. <laughs> oh, I'm with it. He's going to be Chef Louis and um, Shaggy. Oh, hell. Well, I appreciate the fact that they got a real Jamaican and didn't get somebody who put on a poor Jamaican accent like myself. Okay. I will allow You know. So Shaggy's going to be Sebastian. I think he's going to do well. He's like 50. You know, it's about his time to be doing stuff like this. And then our queen, Queen Latifah, Mm -hmm, is going mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. Ursula, as we know. All right. So it's going to be a good time. I can't tell you who Eric or Ariel is going to be, but I'm I'm happy for them three. Or Haley. No, no, no. This is the live action. Oh, never mind. Let me shut up. The live action is different from the movie. So, but nevertheless, we will be front row and center watching on our TVs. Um, Lori Harvey. Oh, yeah, girl. Mm -hmm. Was arrested for an alleged hit and run after she flipped her Mercedes texting while driving. My Lord, keep us. Like they keep, we keep telling y'all kids to stop texting and driving. And here you are getting ready to brandy a whole situation. Help us, God. We just, you know, we're just going to pray for the other people. I don't, I think everybody, everybody, but yeah. I think they walked away okay. But, uh, and Lori Harvey, apparently also her and Puffy are no longer together. Good. That was disturbing <laughs> as it was. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> that was disturbing. Did you happen to see, so you know I don't Kardashian. Correct. 
Same. But I just, and you know, I don't usually bring it to the trash either, but I just found this so fascinating. I was like, I'm really irritated. I'm irritated with Kanye for multiple reasons. Rest in peace. But I'm irritated for multiple reasons because I don't ever in my life want to be on the side of the Kardashian. But Kanye came for, for, for Kim and her clothes at the Met Gala. Did you see that clip? At the Met Gala. So at the Met Gala, I don't know if you remember, I, th- for, I think it was for the camp um, theme. She, can't, she wanted to look like she was dripping wet out of the ocean. Okay. So there was a clip from the show, which I do not watch. And Kanye was talking about her clothing mm-hmm. and how it's too sexy and how it, it hurt his heart. And he doesn't want his wife to be perceived like that and all of these things. Okay. And I just found it very fascinating because just years ago, wasn't he like cleaning out her closet and dressing her like his Barbie doll? This is true. Um, this is true. I mean, I think so. So I don't know. I mean, you probably have better perspective as someone who is in relationship and married and all of that. Um, but is that not a fair request? Just generally Here's my thing, asking, though. Generally, I mean, I get that. I get that it is a change from how their relationship originated. Like, you know, like the how, you know, the right. previous periods in their relationship. But I'm just generally asking, and I mean bidirectionally, is it is it a fair, is it fair for a spouse to request or to say that the way that, that a choice that you're making is making me uncomfortable. I think, okay, if we're going to speak generally in a relationship, you should have open communication, period, whether it be uncomfortable or not. Okay. With this particular situation, I think it's bullshit. And the reason is because this girl ain't never changed her aesthetic Fair. in all of the time we've ever known who she was. Fair. So how you going to come out of left field? And then he apparently did this shit the, like the night before the Met Gala. So she'd been working on this outfit for months. <clears throat> and he decides to come and voice it the night before the Met Gala in, in front of a bunch of people. And, you know, he's got his newfound, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, religion <laughs> uh, oh, stuff. Lord. So yeah. he's just, uh, whatever yeah. he's doing right now. Um and I just think it's kind of crazy. I'm like, this this lady ain't never been nobody different. Damn. Like, this is the same lady who was wearing your clothes and you had her putting on biker shorts and push socks with high heels. Like, right. I don't really know Truth. what you're looking for right now. So I just found it fascinating. It's interesting. You know what it I'm is saying? definitely an interesting development. And I mean, that's I think that 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 warrants a conversation around like you know when two people are in partnership and one person is on kind of like a, a let's just call it a journey spiritual or otherwise (laughs) one person Mm. is on some sort of journey and getting some sort of new insight and revelation and perspective Mm -hmm. or what have you um and it's and it has decided to make changes in their individual behavior what does that look like for your partner um that's a good conversation that is a conversation to have i think so and i mean i think it's totally fair for people to have questions reservations concerns Especially regarding Kanye and Kim, because and and how public they have made their relationship. I think you know this. They make things our business, so I think it's mm-hmm. it's fair game for a discussion. Um, but you know, I I mean, I think that that might be that might be a worthwhile conversation to have because 
I wonder. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Let's, <laughs> I wonder, Kanye. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, let's put that. Let's put that in our notes. That's actually a good conversation to have. I'm going to table all opinions for right now because that's actually well, a really good kitchen in here table who talk. Who's in a relationship? All right, we're going to fly somebody in because you know oh, I'm, it's just me hi. and Maurice around here. <laughs> there's me <laughs> but we can find a talk about it by yourself we can we can find a co-host me and we'll maurice find a will just be here you know to, to support you like me in the daddy episode <laughs> right i'm just gonna be in here like true right so, oh, hi yes I i'll just be over here like willow mm, mm, yes acting yes. like willow yeah. <laughs> mm. um lisa ray oh this blessed me. Child, same. <laughs> she cracks me up. So Lisa Ray is blaming Dwayne Martin listen. for for the demise of her marriage to the Kirks and Caicos prime minister. I said, listen, I had to watch the video and I said, well, blessed is the man who asked the question. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> She came and she did not hold back. And she was like, he was bringing women. He's like, they became better friends uh, with each other than, you know, she was like, I'm the one who introduced him in the first place. And he knew my dirt and whatnot. She was like, but he was my friend. Mm. She was like, and then this nigga started bringing other women to my husband. And it was like, nah, I can't, I can't fool with it. So um, that she said she blames him and she's like, fuck him. We ain't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I said, well, there's nothing like, left to be said. We don't beg with each other like that. Um, and then she also went on to talk a little bit more about like her appearances as a video girl, especially in Tupac's Toss It Up to get her role. It end, ended up eventually getting her, her role in the Players Club. Mm. So, you know, we love a good Lisa Ray pop up every few years. She just keeps things entertaining she, and interesting. She does. She does. She's very Chicago and I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then lastly, Tisha Campbell met and surprised <sighs> her half sister. So Ellen Lindsay was on an episode of The Real and she was contacted by a genealogist who informed her that she was adopted. She never knew that for 49 years. Tisha had been working with the same lady for several years to find a long lost family member and then came on the show and said to her, I hope you like me. I'm your sister. So I thought that was so beautiful. You know, it's nice to see Tisha when she's, you know, not performing. Mm. (laughs) But I thought it was a really beautiful moment. Lonnie, of course, came in. you know, with her little liners and whatnot, mm-hmm. talking about she was like, all this time you was watching Martin, you ain't even know that was your sister. I, I saw that on front. I did see that, but I thought that was beautiful and definitely worth mentioning. And that's our that's our trash this week. That's enough. <laughs> I think that's plenty trash. Same. Let's actually cut things. Let's get on into the shout out. Let's do it. My sister's popping right now, like. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get on into the shout out to my sis. Yes. Um, this one, um, is, uh, I think an important message, important request an important cause, um, that we're, we'd like to share one of our listeners, uh, one of the, our, you know, sisters that joins us at the kitchen table week after week after week mm-hmm. has made a request of Jade and I, and we have consented to oblige her. Um, because you know, when one of us needs help, you know, this is this is how we show up for our for our community. Yep. Um, 
And, you know, we, we, Jade and I give all of the shout outs, a lot of consideration, um, because we recognize and we respect, uh, the platform that we're building, the community that we're building. We want you all Mm -hmm. to know that we vet, um, you know, individuals and don't want anyone to ever take advantage of our listeners because we value you and we, and, um, you know, we care. Yeah. Um, just this is not not suggesting anything, but just kind of like saying as a discla- as a disclaimer, um, when we when we we're a little hesitant, yeah, about we, the GoFundMe. But when we throw our way behind something, it's because we believe in it and we hope that this yeah. is something that, um, you know, we try to do as much research as we can and we put it out there. But you know, with all the things that have happened in the past and the scams and the things like that, there is a little, uh, you know hesitation concern um Mm -hmm. but you know something with something in our gut is telling us that this is something that is legit so Mm -hmm. um absolutely we are sharing um so we want to uh share uh megan marie is a listener she says that she's been listening um to the show from the beginning and megan marie is uh has a long history of health complications um And, you know, she's had Hodgkin's disease as a teen um, and uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, And uh, she has had lots of challenges. And, and, you know, she and I have exchanged DMs before and she's kind of kept me updated with her treatment. Um, And she's been through chemo and radiation and recently received a diagnosis that she needs to have a double mastectomy. Um, and with the cost of the chemo treatment and the radiation treatments, um, she has, you know, used up all of her insurance coverage and is trying to raise funds in order to um, get this surgery. And she is mm-hmm. just a, a $1,500 or so shy of her goal. So we are going to share... Um, Megan's or the the GoFundMe for Megan's um, campaign in our description box and encourage other listeners and members of our getting grown community. If you are so inclined and, you know, feel led to support one of our own as she is, you know, championing and battling through breast cancer. This is breast cancer awareness month. Um, and, you know, she has said that our community and in the, in the, our discussions and, you know, being able to listen to the show throughout her treatment has been a source of inspiration for her. And it has really kind of helped her. And, and you know, she, she didn't demand that we share the campaign and told us to, nope. um, you know, really take it under consideration. And Jade and I had a conversation about it and decided to do it. So, Megan, we are supporting you. Um, We are believing with you that you're going to beat this thing. We -hmm. commend you for all that you have done. You and your your fiance and your family have fought diligently for your health. And we think that you've done, you know, what you've done is heroic. And it is just so courageous and so powerful. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm personally going to donate. um, and, And I'm encouraging all of our Getting Grown listeners to really help Megan see this thing through to the end. Um, yep. So like I said, 
And I hope I hope that our little disclaimer or setting this up didn't dissuade or put a dampen on this because this is something that no. I, that I do think that is very important. And I'm not shaming anyone, but I just I'm just we just want you all to know that we recognize that there are dishonest people, and we just you know that would it it is something that this is something that we take so seriously that that um you know we just wanted to we try to be careful, be real, and be transparent. But mm-hmm. you know. After we did our research and, and read through things and had a conversation, we did decide mutually that we were going to support Megan and, and encourage our listeners to do the same. So, Megan, we are praying for you and with you. Um, thank you for joining us at the kitchen table every week. And, you know, this is thank you for all the messages that you have shared with me. And this is this this is a kind this is a part of the work that um encourages and inspires me to keep going Mm -hmm. Um, because you know we come in here and we complain about being tired but there are folks who are dealing with things that are far greater and far more serious than you know our our individual stresses so Megan thank you for your strength and um thank you for sharing your story and I just hope and pray that we can we can all band together and you know support you through this absolutely sis we have much love for you so we really appreciate you and we we want to shout you out so make sure you all if you have even five dollars any little bit click click the link in the description box and um this is a family so let's let's keep it as such and we will continue to vet all future requests so i'm just saying you know you know not saying you know you continue to send in things and and we will we will always um you know consider everything um but you know we just we just take this really seriously um and we hope you guys do too so absolutely shout out to you megan thank you for uh sharing with me um your story and allowing Mm -hmm. me to share it with the rest of our our uh our family absolutely Let's get on to this kitchen table talk. Mesa de cocina hablar. (laughs) (laughs) Getting into debt is easy. Getting out of debt is hard. Facts. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt because they know you're more than just your credit score. I could I could have used Upstart when I was in college and I was maxing out them Capital One <laughs> credit cards with the Fruit Loops on them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I absolutely needed it when I was spending money very stupidly and had a 27.98% interest rate. Oh uh, but Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart makes it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, honey. The next day. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash grown to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash grown. All right, y'all, let's gather around the kitchen table. Um, I'm armed with my essential water. Mm. And, uh, you know, my pretend snacks. 
because we are I'm I'm trying to work on my fitness. Hello. Yeah, same. I have a salad waiting for me after this. Man, you know, just trying to manage hunger. I think that's what I'm just <laughs> Like I'm just managing hunger. I'm just you work. I'm watching your weight. No, I'm managing my hunger. I'm just trying to get ahead of it. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah. I'm just trying to be healthy and not eat crap at night. Coaching my metabolism to actually, you know, work. You're not gonna take my leg. That's it. But yes, uh, we're here to have a conversation. um, Given the fact that we are full speed ahead into the end of the year. And, you know, standing squarely now in the in the final quarter, working toward our goals and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in, in, you know, the spirit of transparency and full disclosure, have been trying to find and collect ways to kind of, you know, ha- build some momentum and keep it. Because, um, you know, managing all the different responsibilities and thoughts and vicissitudes of being an adult um i'm often very distracted and overwhelmed and tend to kind of you know spin my wheels around oh my god i have so many things to do uh, and that keeps me from actually doing the things that need to be done so oh. i'm trying to like i said develop better systems mm-hmm. um and so i have been doing my own research around what are the things that i need to put in place to kind of find my grind and keep my grind and so um, I asked the internet earlier today about productivity hacks. Like, what are some of the things that you do? What are some of the things um, that have helped you to kind of find your productivity or find your productive place and keep it um, throughout your work day? So I'm going to pose that question to you, sis, to see if you have anything um, not even in the way of like tips and tricks, because I what I'm what I have learned that you know it's good to just collect, kind of collect information, um, mm-hmm. and then kind of use that to to build your own kind of plan and strategy for for you know productivity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's more about knowing you uh, versus just kind of like adopting these quote unquote best practices, but figuring out Ooh. what is the best practice. For you, so what is the best practice for productivity for Jade of all Jades? Well, it's funny you say. Before I answer your question, mm-hmm. it's funny that this is the conversation that you came and wanted to have for the kitchen table talk, because Deray had a post. Hey, Deray. That I hate Deray. That I retweet. I mean, that I put on my stories because it just literally punched me right in my face. Oh my. <clears throat> and it said the fear of failure will sometimes have you masking procrastination as planning. Oh, <laughs> I mean, at me next time, bro. Right. I was like whispering my ear next time, nigga. Like, damn. Yeah, man. Me so, and Toya talk about all the time the analysis paralysis. Let me tell you, you just like be like, oh man, oh man, oh man. Which is where I, I, I so find myself, and I just be in second gear, just wheels, just yes. Wing! You're not you're yes. like we're just wheels. Okay. Okay. We're not actually going forward. We're just spinning. Or even just claiming procrastination, like, oh man, I'm just bad at this. I'm pro No, nigga, you it's time to do. So for Jade of all Jades, productivity. Uh I've had to, you know, I have this 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 new life of not reporting into an office. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that could lead to morning naps after them two niggas leave (laughs) or you know things like that which I did for the first few days when they started back school because I felt like I deserved Mm -hmm. but 
also, um, I find myself now what really helps me is is setting a schedule for myself. Okay. So I've started giving myself particular start times and end times to things that I need to do. And obviously, you know, there's a little flexibility there, but I'm like, if I give myself a schedule and I'm more prone to stick to that and try to get as many things done as I possibly can in, in a realistic fashion. So I make sure that, you know, once they leave in the morning, the first thing I do is go make my coffee, figure out what I'm going to eat, you know, have my morning smoke. And then after that, um, I get started. So I may set two hours for myself to solidly clean the house. Mm -hmm. And then that way I can get certain things done. And then that way, every single day, I can get a new thing done that needs to be done with cleaning. And then I set a certain amount of time for myself to eat lunch because I know it's important for me to, I'm like, I need to be on a schedule even at home if I'm going to remain some maintain some kind of health. And then after I'm done with that, I set time to sit down at the computer and do a lot of the admin work that I need to do for myself and the things that I'm working on. So whether that's phone calls or emails or research or what have you think, you know, I'm sitting down and I'm working on that and that and then I have a period of time where I'm like, I order groceries and then I set a period of time for starting dinner so that I'm not cooking late into the night. So once I do that, then by the time they get they get home. I'm able to get some things done. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's productivity is looking like for me right now. So what about you? So wait. Oh, sorry. Um, is this is this something like what does this look like in terms of process? Is this something that you kind of maintain mentally? Do you write things down? How do you manage your schedule once you make it? So it's been a lot of um like talking to yourself real honest. Mm -hmm. Like, bitch, you made a schedule, stick to it. Okay. So if I find myself sitting down for 15 extra minutes having my coffee, I have to give, I have to be the one to motivate myself because there's nobody else here mm -hmm. <laughs> to be like, you have literally set 15 minutes over this time or you've been sitting, been sitting here for 25 minutes. It's time for you to get started. Um, and there are days when it's not, you know, there are days when I fall a little short. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be perfectly transparent and honest, like there are days where I fall short and I'm like, damn, I didn't get everything done. Or I may thought I was going to clean for two hours and I end up for cleaning for three and a half. So then that shortened the time that I needed to sit at the computer. Mm -hmm. And then there, you know, where I'm going and I'm doing things late at night, but I'm trying to get out of the habit and like force myself to get out of the habit of working at night and literally using the day as my work day. So that is that means that I have to have some self-discipline in making sure that I stay on that schedule that I set for myself. Hmm. I'm with it. I think like what you what you said around um honesty and 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 telling yourself the truth, um, that resonates with me because I I think that a big piece of this process for me has been that like no, getting to know myself or remaining true to myself mm -hmm. and um, literally figuring out like the reflection piece is huge because I think a lot of times I can get so strategy focused or solution focused. I think that's mm -hmm. a lot of times we're socialized to just be like, okay, we got the problem. Let's find the answer. Uh, without first really understanding what the problem is. So right. I've been trying to figure out, okay, what is the source of my distraction? Um, what are the things that trigger my distraction? What are the mm -hmm. things that motivate me through my distraction so that I can plan and be more strategic around how I manage 
um, my space and time and responsibilities and to be, to be more productive. So for example, um, I've just had to be real, 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 like flat out honest with myself. And that's helped me to be honest with other people, specifically my supervisor. So like, um, I know my system right now or what I'm, what I'm, what I can say of my system right now is that I know is that when Takia has a really productive day, Mm -hmm. um, I'll talk about how, how, like what leads to that productivity in a second. But I know for myself, when I have a really productive day, like last week, Tuesday, I was a boss. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. out here. I was just getting it done. Like what, like yes. something happened. I don't know what it was, but when I sat down, it was just the juices were flowing. I was in the mm-hmm. zone. I was just kind of mm-hmm. going through my task and just kind of like moving <laughs> from one thing to the other. And I found a pace and it was just like really, really good. Um, and I went to the office on Wednesday with the same anticipation, like, oh, I'm about to just keep the party going, but quickly learned <laughs> that I did not like whatever, whatever it was that got me going on Tuesday, even though I tried to do the same exact thing that I did Tuesday, Wednesday just was not with it. Like that Wednesday <laughs> was just like, since I see what you're doing and I don't care. Like, was, But we're two different people. We are just like, uh-uh. Like, don't treat me like Tuesday. My name is Wednesday. Sis, respect me. Okay. And I just had to like own it. I just had yep. to own it. I had to say, and that's like, if I, if I'm honest with myself, over the weeks, the last few weeks, and this has required mm-hmm. me to just kind of be reflective of my time and I mean, and my practices and how I move throughout my workday. And what, if I'm honest, it's very rare that Takia will have two kick booty days in a row. Mm-hmm. So now that I know that, I try to get ahead of it and try to like map out, okay, so if I know I'm going to have at best three get busy boogie down days of the week, Mm-hmm. How? What do I need to do to kind of situate my work my work week such that you know the time my productivity corresponds with my deadlines? Like mm-hmm. my peak productivity corresponds with my deadlines. Um, and you're just going back to like what are the are the things or the components or the things that ensure that I have peak productivity days? I'm learning that uh, having a morning routine. Um, the mornings where I'm like, you know, and I hate to say this because I just don't believe that I'm a morning person, even though being a morning person was something that I felt like I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm fighting against that, like, you know, because it's like, I don't want to be boxed in, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest, the time, the mornings when I get up, when I get my blessed assurance up out this bed at 430 and go to the gym at five. And come back, and I th- those are the mornings when I can just kind of hit the ground running. Yep. And I hate to acknowledge that. That literally pains me. I know. I am bothered I by that. I know. Because I feel like I don't know who I am anymore. Like, who is this person? That's me. Takia doesn't you live know, here anymore. Who is morning. this woman? Who hopper? Because. When I told my boss that I went to the gym at 5 a.m. and she looked at me like, you? I was like, first of all, mind your business. (laughs) 
Mind your business. It's true. It's true though. But it is so true, and I don't want to admit that because then it's like I don't want because you know all my all, for for months she's been telling me that I need to get up earlier, and I'm like, screw you, you don't know my life. But <laughs> here I am when I get my butt up out the bed and go to the mm-hmm. gym and just get that done. I find that I just fall into a rhythm. It sets the tone for the rest of your day. Now, come three thirty. I'm no longer pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> Come 3.30. It's a wrap. It's like my answers get real short. <laughs> like, and I'm start looking like, why are you speaking to me? Like, come come 3.30, I, I realize that that's the time when things start to shut down. But, you know, long story less long, I'm learning that... Uh, my pro- productivity hack is really about really getting to know Kia, understanding mm-hmm. what Kia needs and being honest about what that means. So like when I say I'm I'm learning my motivations, I'm learning my triggers, I'm learning that um, I'm learning how long my productivity intervals are. So mm-hmm. like and, and I'm trying to and, I, and I'm learning that my productivity needs flexibility so it's mm-hmm. not about oh, yes. it's, it's not about me saying you know I'm going to do I'm going to do these I'm going to do this by this time or this by this time or this by this time I don't really vibe well with that my productivity mm-hmm. looks like I have a list of nine things to do today and if I can get three of them done I have one Monday yeah that's what my productivity looks like if I can get three Same. of these things done I will have one Monday and I will deserve Coming home to watch Basketball Wives Reunion on my DVR. I deserve that. I will have that. And that is mine. You <laughs> must claim it. And then that is it. And those are the things that help me to move through and feel better. Um, and I have to bribe myself. Like, TV has always been my love language. You can ask Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think I said this on before. Like, I was the girl that everybody had to tell to move back. Because I I used to try to get inside of the television as a child. <laughs> get in it. I'm in it. I'm all right of, here. All of them. All the shows. All my programs. So when I come home, it is a special treat for me to say, oh, man, I'm going to watch Black Ink Crew. Woo! Yes. Like, like, <laughs> like this is, this, these are the things. These are the things. And I know you can judge me. Okay? I don't care. I know you guys don't watch TV anymore. Oh, my God. You have cable. Yes, I have cable. I pay my bills on time because TV is Same. important to me. Like, it is. Please. I don't even watch it and I have it. Judge your mother. I just I have want to. to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Stop. literally, when y'all be thinking about going to the club, I be the one and be like, oof, man, if I could just get to Married to Medicine. Woo! Yeah. That's going to be I like dope. to have my own demand. That's it. It, it just, it works for me. I need it. So yes, um, productivity. But that's hacks. a word, though. That's a word because uh, acknowledging where your your shortcomings are and knowing that they no longer work for your productivity big is part of the process. Major key. That's a task, Man. baby. Major. Okay, DJ Khaled. Khaled. DJ, DJ Khaled. Khaled. Because I had to like it was a couple of days where I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna. This is the ske- this is the schedule that I set. And then I ended up starting my day at 11, 1130. And I'm like, well, it's fine because I still have time and I find myself falling behind. Mm-hmm. And I finally had to have an honest conversation like, bitch, you cannot start your day at 11, 1130. You, you just you not going to get the stuff done that you need to get done if you start your day at 11, 1130. And then the very few days where I am just absolute trash, I try to not beat myself up about those days 
but I can't allow them to happen frequently. Mm. If that makes any sense. So like you said, my productivity needs flexibility, but within reason. Absolutely. Um, I asked when I asked the internet, we got lots of wonderful tricks, um, lots okay. of wonderful insight, I should say, from our listeners, people sharing the things uh, that work for them, um, the things that keep that keep them grinding throughout the day. A lot of people, this was really interesting to me because it's not something that I heard of or know of specifically, but many people say that they use essential oils to focus themselves. So like peppermint, mm-hmm. lavender, eucalyptus. Um, people also... Uh, a lot of people said lo-fi playlist on Spotify. Um, mm. I don't really know. Oh what. yeah, lo-fi is a good playlist. Lo-fi playlist. Um, and and also like instrumental music. Instrumental music mm-hmm. does not focus me. I shouldn't okay. say that. Well, I just well I don't. I shouldn't say that. I've not tried it. I play whatever I'm in the mood for. Right. That's probably fair. But I I could see how instrumental music. I don't know. Maybe I should try it. Maybe I should not judge it. Play a little Robert Glasper in the background while mm, you, you know. I will give it a go. I will give it yeah. a go. Uh, a, a lot of awesome app suggestions. So the Forest app. So it's an app that um, I guess it's kind of like, you know, turns off your notifications. Um, mm-hmm. And it's yep. an app that, you know, let me see. I was just reading what this says. When you put your phone down, it plants a tree in the app. Yep. That becomes a forest. So I guess, you know, your your goal is to kind of have a forest. And I guess when you pick the phone up, the forest, I don't know, whatever. They actually talked about this on the friend zone like yes. a few years ago. Yes. Uh, the, that that episode was referenced here in these many, many mentions. Um, <laughs> a lot of folks were talking about how podcasts help them. Um, just having like Which I find podcast. to be true. Really? Yeah, like I'm not a podcast girl. People ask me all the time, especially because that's all I do. Right. <laughs> but pe- people ask me all the time and I'm not really a podcast person, but I've started finding myself turning the TV on less. Like I don't have it on during the day when I'm doing stuff. Mm. And so I'll play music, but then sometimes I realize I don't want to hear anything right now. So I'll turn on a podcast, a random like out of the f- six that I'm subscribed to and listen to something and it it helps. Or I might even go back and re-listen to the first season of Serial and like, but it helps me when I'm cleaning the kitchen or whatever. It helps me to be more productive. Hmm. Um, I've never, so there are certain, I can't say that I listen to podcasts, but this is, you guys are going to laugh at me, but it's fine. I will listen to sermons. Like I will go and find like, um, cause there are certain, certain preachers or speakers or not all the time church, but like even like, uh, NPR or, um, TED mm-hmm. talks or, um, TED talks are good lectures, those kinds of things. I have been known to just kind of like throw one of those on, um, um, other podcasts sometimes. Yes. But, uh, not as much as I would, you know, just kind of head on over to YouTube and kind of put on mm-hmm. an old TED Talk, especially like the university series. So I can like hear other professors mm-hmm. and academics kind of talk about different things. That is something that I have been known to do. The um, Be Focused app, I guess it's kind of like the Forest app, the Pomodoro mm-hmm. method. Um, so other... Fo- uh, Others suggested the 25 to 5 strategy, which is you work for 25 minutes and then take five-minute breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that way, you know, I've set a goal how to get through an hour. 
um, if you do this eight times, that's kind of like a nine to five kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how close to done or how productive you've been at the 25 minute mark, you take a break. So whether you're done or not, you take a break. Yep. My issue is I don't know what a break always looks like. I don't know. what. So like some breaks will be me like checking notifications um, so so my breaks from work are not breaks from work more so than breaks from this this task to another task. So mm-hmm. so that's something that I struggle with. So it's like, you know, I'll be working on a paper or answering emails or doing something at work. And during my break, I'll mm-hmm. find myself, you know, answering emails for another account or, <laughs> or working <laughs> on, you know, a, a Instagram posts for teen type of fast or, you know, like, so it still works. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I've gotten the mental break. When I take a break though, break, break, it's hard for me to kind of stay within that five minutes. So I got to like figure out how to, how to manage this because it's like five minutes, like the good YouTube video is eight. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do? If I want to watch take, Alyssa Ashley's makeup tutorial and her joint be like minutes. 15 minutes. What do I take do? 15, take 15 and then work for 40 or whatever. <sighs> I mean, I have to struggle. This is a struggle. Okay. You make it work for you. I do. Oh, a jade hack quickly, if I may. Please. Um, one of the good, not playlists, but just artists that I really enjoy playing in the background, especially when I'm sitting down doing my admin work, is Youssef Latif. Mm-hmm. He's a flu- he, uh, he plays the flute. A flautist. A flautist. He's a flautist. <laughs> I, I, which I don't yes it's my instrument y'all know and <laughs> um Jean. yep that was our our one not our one thing we had in common we actually have a lot in common but yes yeah, so Yusef Latif I actually really really enjoy playing him when I'm getting things done it, like when I'm like sitting down and doing admin work it's super relaxing but he doesn't put me to sleep so that's just a little something for you continue okay um, uh, other people, well, others have shared bribery was big for them, like figuring out the things that you want. Like I talked about TV folks said, uh, candy, uh, which will probably like, you know, I probably right, don't want to get myself into that. No, nope. Nope. Um, I, know that I ate a whole box of nerds. <laughs> um, putting my phone in the other room, uh, and turning off, oh, I do that anyway, turning off <laughs> notifications. I rarely know where my phone is. <laughs> but turning on no turning off notifications i do that with my i have had to do that with my apple watch mm-hmm. um, because girl um and most notifications are off in like my social media apps um, oh no i though i i specifically do not have those yeah, on I don't any notification like, what girl what? no i'm cool um, on that yeah i don't need phew uh, <laughs> um but yeah, being in the right environment. Some people talk about how they work better in the sun. So they mm-hmm. like that might mean, oh, yes. you know, taking their laptop and moving to either like a bay window or either going outside if weather permits. Mm-hmm. Um, um others essential oils really came up quite a bit. Um I love them and they're also great for headaches. Yeah, and uh folks talked about having diffusers in the office. Um, lighting was a big one some people are less productive and kind of like the traditional office fluorescent lights oh Um, yeah because it's intrusive yeah this is a challenge for me though because my supervisor like was like one time 
Um, like she like wrote an email because some people had their office lights off, and she was just like, mm-hmm. "This is a place of business. You need the lights on." It's like, well, girl, this lighting is harsh, and we have like sunlight. But what do you think? It is. We in here taking naps. I, Either way, child. I hate office lighting. I remember when, and I use it, it's distracting. And there were times when I find myself just looking up in it, and then I look like that orange asshole in the <laughs> eclipse. Like <laughs> I just, I hate office lighting. I'm, that is probably one of the wonderful things I'm glad I don't have to deal with no more. Indeed. I'm going to try to use alarms to kind of hold myself to uh, to my time blocks. Tristan does that. Um, but I don't know. Like, I just know that sometimes it takes me, I don't know, sometimes time limits give me anxiety. Kind of like when you were standardized testing. Alarms oh, give me anxiety, period. I, just, I, I literally hate them. Unless maybe we switch it to those Kylie Jenner rise and shine. <laughs> Please. <laughs> But yeah, like, I don't know. Rise and shine. I'm going to try these things. You guys gave lots and lots of good advice. Um, um, the Pomodoro method came up over and over again. Uh, YouTube timer, something to listen to on Spotify. Snacks, gum. <laughs> gum. Y'all are so Prayer. Chips. Phone on airplane <laughs> mode. Um, having a whiteboard in your office. I do have a whiteboard in my office. It's kind of like a calendar, though. I don't like my handwriting, so I don't like big whiteboards where people can see me writing stuff because I get all wow. self-conscious. Corkboards help me too. I'm a huge post-it note girl, and I love writing things. Like writing things down really, really helps me. Mm-hmm. But I know because everybody's like, "Use your Google Calendar. You don't remember anything." I'm like, "Yeah, but I won't remember to use it." So <laughs> it really, <laughs> it really helps. Or check it. It really helps me. I like to write things down. I feel like I'm more productive when I write things down as opposed to like typing them out with my thumbs. I did see, um, I'm going to just wrap up with this one because I feel like we've been chatting mm-hmm. for a minute. But I did see one uh, something online that, that really uh, made me feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this particular article was published on themuse.com. Um, and it said... Uh, Schedule your stress. Hmm. Um, so it was like, if you know that sometimes things just stress you out and that's your process, like, don't fight that. But put a deadline on your stress. And that's, I was like, that's, fair. that's totally fair. And I feel like that's something like, and because it's, it's it, saying like, you know, I can't stress about this gets, makes me stressed. So, mm-hmm. so, but I feel like if I say I'm only going to stress out about this for the next 10 minutes. And then I'm gonna find a way to, you know, work through it. I feel like that's something that makes it makes it a bit more manageable. Yeah. Um, so I liked that idea, and I will share that. But thank you to everyone who share your productivity hacks. Absolutely. Um, I think this has been a wonderful conversation. Well, I would say it has helped me to kind of, you know, think through some of the things that I'm doing and could be doing differently. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hopefully applying these things over the next few weeks because it is conference season and I am literally up to my eyelashes in it I know you are all of it oh I know you about to be traveling your nipples are and I am I'm you know just trying to make it through last week was tough I had two big presentations last week um and I you know stress honey my uterus was like girl (laughs) get somewhere and sit down yeah, um, that's one thing. You got to give yourself some grace. Whew, the ghetto. But I know. 
But thank you all for sharing. Yes. Um, and I'm going to continue. We'll keep the conversation going. Um, y'all can stay in my mentions. That's fine. I don't mind. And uh, we can also, you know, the comments are all, always live and, and direct and, and on and popping over there on SoundCloud and in the Apple Musics and, and things of that nature. So let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep these productivity hacks rolling. You guys have shared awesome information. People started sharing the types of Spotify playlists they like, all mm-hmm. kinds of great artists um, and links to like diffusers and essential oils. There's sort of a host of information going on here. And that's what I like about the kitchen table when we, when we get to sharing what we're doing, what we're using and how we're helping um, ourselves. And that helps us help each other. So community. I just love it. Thank you guys for joining us again at the kitchen table. Let's move on into the box of honesty. Yeah, let's get there. If you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and a gripping story, ooh, your answer is Best Fiends. Best Fiends is a casual game anyone can play. So I love Best Fiends because it's a free download and it's challenging. Um, I'm able to play it while on the train so I can play it without any cell phone service and it's wonderful best fiends is a unique and exciting puzzle experience unlike other puzzle games out there plus they update the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old it also does not require internet to play hello i just said that so it's great for traveling anytime you're stuck on the train and you don't have anything to do it is a great way to pass the time engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters Five-star rated mobile puzzle game on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. Meet the scheduling assistant that works 24-7 behind the scenes to fill your calendar. From the moment clients book with you, Acuity is there to automatically send confirmations, deliver text reminders, and process payments. Never ask what time works for you ever again, because with Acuity, clients can quickly view your real-time availability, self-book their own appointments, and reschedule with just a click. Then Acuity will automatically update the calendars you already use, like Google, Outlook, iCloud, or Office 365, keeping your entire life in sync. All you need to do is show up at the right time. Acuity even asks your clients to fill out intake forms when scheduling and keeps all of their information neat and tidy in one place. With the ability to manage multiple locations and employees, class bookings, private sessions, add-on sales, and recurring subscriptions, Acuity can adapt to just about any business. So save yourself from the day-to-day drudgery of keeping up with your clients and your busy schedule with Acuity Scheduling. For a limited time, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free, honey. No credit card required. Just go to acuityscheduling.com slash grown. Honestly? Truly. Let's dive right on into this honesty box. I'm about to dive Sorry. Oh, look, a rare treat for you all. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to call this listener Tina Marie. All right. She says, hi, Jade and Kia. Greetings. I want to first say that I love the show and you two are truly the aunties in my head. I wish I had. Oh, so I'm catching up on the show and was listening to Daddy Lessons, triggered, LOL. But close to the end, Fran said that her friendships with you all is basically a safe space where she doesn't fear abandonment. Mm. When I heard this, I perked up and not in a happy way, but I was fully alert because this resonated with me. I personally struggle with abandonment issues due to the lack of a father in my life. As I've gotten older, low-key recently, I learned it shows shows up in my relationships romantically and platonically. Mm -hmm. 
With my friends, it's been more of a challenge to the point that I get really disappointed. I isolate and sometimes shut down. I know it isn't intentional that I don't hang out with them as often as I like, but I still feel abandoned. So a little background, we're in our mid to late 20s and in this weird transition phase. We're either trying to figure ourselves out, going back to school and all that adulting fun shit. While I understand we're in this phase, I still struggle with feeling abandoned. I see people's bonds with their friends and how they hang out and I get jealous. I've tried to get new friends and that's dead. <laughs> Anyways, when me and my friends link up, it's great, but it happens like every five months. Maybe an exaggeration, but it's not frequent in my opinion. I don't know what's quote unquote normal, but I would love to hear how you all balance these secured bonds with your friends while being booked and busy. Sincerely, a nigga that would love to stay anonymous because my friends listen to the show. Hey, friends. A.K.A. Tita Marie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you have for Tina Marie this week, Oh, sis? Tina. Uh, listen, you're on my street, sis. So this is something that I uh, struggle with, right? So abandonment, rejection... These are these are traumas that I've definitely worked through or am working through, um, you know, different different phases in my life. I have dealt with like feeling real rejection, real abandonment and the fear that, you know, of, of, of that happening again is something that I am that I manage daily. Um, I think owning it is literally the first step. I know that sounds really cliche, but it's the truth. Owning it and being truthful about it with yourself and with the people that you care about. Um, I think it's completely fair and okay for you to sit, sit people down and say, listen, this is not about you. This is an issue that I have. And going forward, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but I'm just saying when these things happen, I tend to kind of go to this place. Mm -hmm. um, and, if, and what I have found in my experience, when I've had these conversations with people that I care with and am close to, they have said, oh, okay, sis, well, what, what can we do together mm -hmm. um, to kind of work through that? Um, and, you know, when I say we do together, it's like, okay, I will agree to do these things, but what are you going to do to kind of manage it on your end? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that, you know, you have to like own. And, and I, I catch myself all the time because it's easy. I find myself being like making up things in my head, like being offended in my head. Off, off of an assumption. So mm -hmm. like, for example, and this is just an example, this is not like, you know, something that's actually happened or, you know, that I'm struggling with right now. But like, let's say like, you know, I haven't, you know, Keisha and I are, are super busy and I haven't mm -hmm. spoken to Keisha all week. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a, if I'm in a bag and kind of dealing with my own emotions and I let that rejection, those fear of rejection, that fear of rejection and fear of abandonment kind of just like, take over, it won't take me long for me to get to the place where I'm telling myself, Keisha ain't thinking about me. She, like, I know she, so Keisha just not gonna call me? Like, like it's easy for me to just, like, make up a reason, like, oh, I see her, I see her um, reposting such and such on Instagram, but she can't call me. Like, it's easy for me to go there on my own. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I have had to pull myself back and say, girl, if you want to talk to Keisha, pick up the phone. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of kind mm -hmm. of making it about them, me owning that if I miss my friend, instead of being upset that they've not reached out to me, you know, me feeling like I haven't spoken to Keisha means I just miss Keisha. And if I miss Keisha, I should call her. Yep. I mean, because Keisha got a husband, she got a life, she got a job, she's got 
responsibilities outside of me, just like I do. So I wouldn't want Keisha to be over here thinking that I haven't spoken to her because I'm upset with her. I'm not thinking about her. I'm ignoring her. I'm just busy. And I have to respect Mm -hmm. that Keisha is busy as well. Um, And the same thing, you know, Keisha's just an example. The same thing goes for Mm -hmm. Jade. The same thing goes for Toya, Crystal, Fran, all all the people that I'm close with. Um, So I, I think that's what I would say. Be honest with the people that you care about, about where you are and where their yep. behavior takes you. Um, and But also in that transparency, be transparent with yourself and try to manage your emotions before they get ahead of you. What would you say, sis? Oh, no, you said it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> you actually literally said it perfectly. Um, you, you, gotta, you have to check yourself. And also one thing that helps me is that I... I I take myself, I kind of try to, you know, get out of my own ass for a second and think about it from somebody else's perspective. So I'll use Crystal for an example. I could do the same. I could say the same thing. But then I stop and I'm like, Crystal is filming a TV show right now. She is writing a TV show right now. Mm -hmm. She is executive producing a TV show right now. She's flying out and going here and there and filming this. Like she's doing all sorts of things. And likewise, on the other side of things, if if we haven't seen each other in some weeks or what have you, I know that I've been gone on this weekend or I've been doing this or doing that. It doesn't minimize our friendship at all. It just means that we get busy for a period of time. And when we can get together, we can get together. But Kia said it perfectly. If you miss your friend, reach out to your friend and tell them you miss them and just catch up for a few. And maybe you all's lives are not aligned where you're able to physically hang out. Um, the way that you want to hang out, but having those transparent conversations and then initiating and and not, you know, right. getting all caught up in your own head is what's really going to help you. And, and also salvaging those friendships and not putting too much stress on them. Yeah. That's going to help with that. I mean, because the circumstances, like the older you get and, and the way your circumstances will continue to change. Yeah. I feel like uh, one of the things that had, that was a struggle for me in kind of negotiating friendships you know, across, like, you know, across undergrad and into into other phases of life is that undergrad set us up, you know, we lived together, we ate together, we hung yep. out together, we, we studied together. So there was a lot of time where we were, like, literally up under each other because mm-hmm. we were a captive audience. <laughs> like, we, mm-hmm. we, you know, we were, we, that was just the nature of our situation. Moving on into other phases of life, you you meeting people, you're going to different places, you're doing different things, you're living in different states. You know, some people are dating, some people are single, some people are parents, some people are not. Some people have, you know, uh, uh, responsibilities to parents and grandparents, other people don't. Mm-hmm. The circumstances <laughs> of your life will change and, you know, but just because the frequency with which you guys spend time together may change or diminish even doesn't necessarily mean that the quality of your relationship changes or diminishes. So like you said, the fact that when you guys see each other, you pick right up where you left off. That's a great sign because that's how it is. Like, you know, it'd be six months. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if I get to New York and I get to hang out, like literally the last time I think all, all four of us hung out, uh, was in May. What happened in May? When um, when uh, our friend came down for her birthday, and we all went out for the girls' dinner <laughs> at the fancy place. Oh yes, the, um, okay, yes, yeah. May. <laughs> I do remember that now. 
Um, but yes, that's so the last time. That's the last time all four of us hung out. Yep. I was just in New York this past weekend, but Jay was in Houston. Yeah. Um, and then I think the next time that all four of us will hang out probably won't be on. T- I don't know. <laughs> like for, I don't know either. You know what I'm saying? But all four of us, like, so I mean, but when we see each other, when we. You know, there are times when we jump in the group chat. There are times mm-hmm. when, you know, you know, I talk to Jade or I talk to Crystal. Or I talk to friend. Like I talk to each each of them separately. I mean, mm-hmm. then, you know, it, it just the nature of the ways that we interact um, changes. But when we all get together in the same room, it's just like it was. It's the same energy. When we all lived in the same state. Yeah. And then also on the other side of things, and this is not to say about your particular situation, but it is very true of many people, especially the age group that you said you're in right now. I remember during that time in my life, there were a lot of people who were in my life that are no longer in my life. Yeah, man. Sometimes it's just and, it. <laughs> and it's not necessarily because of a fallout. Sometimes it is, man, but it's, it's not, not beef, necessarily because right? of a fallout. No, it's sometimes it's literally just a growing away from one another. Absolutely. And you all end up in different places completely in life where you're not aligned anymore. And that's okay to acknowledge as well. Absolutely. And I know sometimes that can get hard to deal with if you feel lonely at times mm-hmm. or things like that. You mentioned something about making new friends is dead. It's not dead. It's not. You just haven't met somebody who has resonated with you like that where you want to build a friendship, but you will. There are people who came into my life at different periods of time and we have gotten close. And so it, making new friends is not dead for you. So just keep that in mind as well that sometimes it's not about, ah, I grew this person. Sometimes you just grow away from one another. And sometimes that's for a season and then you come back. Yep. So, I mean, just don't be locked in to anything. I think if we're honest with yourself about where you are and what you need, you know, that that will ensure, you know, what your what you, what you need will be revealed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like what the things that you kind of say that you need, all that will kind of just come into fruition. Because I'll also tell you that like you may have this these conversations with one of your friends and they may honestly say, look, I'm not in that space right now. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it don't have to be F you forever. It could just be like fair. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like that's just, I mean, or you know, that or they could be just in a different space and have different needs. So I mean, there's just a lot of uh flexibility and adaptability that we just have to have here. Yeah. And that comes from just being honest and saying, like, look, this is what it is for me. Um, and and having that standard, having those boundaries, having those needs and holding yourself to them. And trusting that you like, you know, what you, what you where you'll end up where you belong. Yep. Absolutely. So we hope that helps, sis. Um, continue to send your honesty box questions to Getting Grown Podcast at gmail.com. And let's move on to these petty peeves. Let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right, it's time to be petty. Um, I'm going to try to be brief. But I'm going to just say that... Um, It's, it's it really gets challenging um navigating spaces uh with uh 
older white <laughs> women people yeah mm-hmm. um as a as a younger or early career however you want to phrase it frame it a early career woman of color is really a labor <laughs> um mm. i I I feel like I every day I'm I'm just introduced to like the new ways. It seems like the new ways, I guess the ways that are new to me. There's just so many ways that people of all of all identities, really, but the way that people can be treacherous <laughs> is just mm. it is really just like, oh man. Like it is so mm. much. Like it is so much. What um, happened? I like. It's 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 very hard to feel like. Um, I don't know. It's just like. I, I'm just I, I'm doing a terrible job because I'm just trying to find a way to say this without saying it, but I just feel like maybe I need to say it. Say it. Um, I I feel like I get beat up by um, people who refuse to acknowledge. Like I I feel beat up by people who refuse to acknowledge me like like i'm i'm dismissed and ignored professionally in certain spaces mm-hmm. um and it happens over and over and over again and just kind of like literally being faced with how like so i i do change work like you know what i'm saying my research the work that we do in my organization is all rooted in understanding how organizations function, Mm -hmm. understanding the ways that they don't function well and helping to build capacity in individuals and and leaders um, and thereby institutions to kind of foster and facilitate the change that's needed. Mm -hmm. And I am beat down by people who claim that they have a commitment to, um, changing things for the better mm-hmm. making colleges and universities and academic spaces safer for students of color they say that with their mouth but in their actions they are hostile mm. toward their colleagues of color mm. and it is exhausting work um, because these are the people who are trained and have all this education and are just so apt to recognize the flaws of others, but are so insistent upon remaining blind to the flaws that they have. Mm-hmm. And the people who claim that they are fighting for equity and justice, but not equity and justice that cost them their privilege and the, their comfort and the things of that course. make them safe. 
Um, so I don't know. I don't. I feel like I failed to kind of formulate this petty peeve in a way that makes sense. But I guess I'm just saying, if you are anything like me and you find yourself in spaces where you're being talked over, you find yourself in spaces where people listen to you only to kind of reframe what you say and claim it as their own. If you find yourself in spaces with people who nitpick and and um, try to discredit and devalue who you are and what you have to say, um, you are not alone. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that that work is hard and I commend you for choosing to do it because we need to do it. And it's unfortunate that we have to be abused to get the work done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I guess I didn't really mean to be deep, but I had an experience last week um, that was tarnished. But Like I had the opportunity to, you know, speak on a national stage. I had the opportunity to kind of share my work and my research and the things that I'm learning amongst people who are many years my senior and people who recognize, you know, the work we're doing as innovative and making a unique contribution. But I felt like I couldn't really celebrate Mm -hmm. that accomplishment because of the way that I was treated by people who say that they are my colleagues. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so like subtle and it's so like covert and it's like so like shifty and and stealthy and like microaggressive. It is so microaggressive that you know people can claim ignorance and they didn't know. Um, and it's just so hard to believe that people who are this smart could be this dense and this intentionally and willfully blind to. Um, the ways in which they cut other people off. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, as hard as I have worked and fought to gain access to these spaces to just kind of say, this is important and this is valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, for me to to get there and then be talked over and look through by some people, not everyone, but some people just act like I wasn't there. They just acted like I wasn't sitting there. They acted like I didn't say anything. And I know that it wasn't in my head because others noticed it. Mm-hmm. And so to the people who recognized it and encouraged me and to the people who, you know, said my name in response and gave me credit and acknowledged me, in the face of people who refuse to acknowledge me, I appreciate it. Um, And I just feel like I'm going to continue to fight to be in these spaces so that I could be that kind of advocate for the people that are coming behind me. But, yo, this this is what makes it all the more tiring. Mm -hmm. Not only do you have to do the work, but you have to fight to have the work seen, recognized, valued, heard, um, in the old boys network, in the old girls club, mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like, who this girl? And of course, you know, I come in there in a red lip and <laughs> long nails and bangles and lashes. And they're just Good. like, hmm? And I'm like, yep, sis, that's me. Hello. Greetings. That's me. Um, But I, I'm going to stop because I just didn't mean to do all of that, but it just kind of came out. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. But yeah, that's my petty peeve, man. People are just mean sometimes. And it's just so unnecessary. And it's like, if we're going to be about the work, let's be about it. Let's be about it. People are mean, but I'm meaner, so. (laughs) (laughs) That part. That's that's kind of, that's how I try to roll. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow up that petty thing. But no, please. That was actually that wasn't petty at all. It was very necessary. Um and we appreciate the work that you're doing, sis. If some of them, you know, assholes, I, I was gonna say something that I shouldn't and I won't. <laughs> I might have said it on Jaden XD, but I won't say it here. <laughs> if they don't wanna listen, then Keep talking okay. anyway, because there are people who do appreciate and there are people who are listening and don't even focus on them because they're going to be dead soon anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my petty peeve this week is for my management company, um, for my apartment. So there's been a, a leak. I can tell that there's a leak somewhere in the walls and my paint in my bathroom started like peeling. Mm-hmm. So then... I noticed there was like cracking sheetrock at the same time. And I was like, all right. And then my soap dish that's attached to my sink would fill up with water. And I'm like, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. So I literally reported this back in in August. And so they sent a super to come. He says, all right, I'm going to take pictures. I'm going to send it on. I don't hear anything for a month. I call them again. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, we'll send somebody else to look at it. They send the other super. He comes and tells me the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my life. And I'm irritated. And I'm like, I don't know if you all notice, but this is not normal. Mm-hmm. So then on the other side of things, I start getting a like the sheetrock starts softening in my kitchen, which is the same pipes as the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I call them again. I'm like, yo, I'm going to call a city inspector in here to come look at this if you all do not properly get this fixed. So they send somebody to come patch up the sheetrock. Why would you send somebody to come patch up the sheetrock when you have not sent a plumber to come out and figure out where the source of the moisture and the leak is coming from? You're addressing the symptom and not the problem. And I keep telling them exactly how to handle this, and they were not handling it that way. Finally, at this point, I'm getting a plumber out here tomorrow. But why do I have to threaten to have a, somebody come out who is going to penalize you or fine you for not doing the work that you're supposed to do when it is so simple for you to take? I And I'm so thorough. I sent an email. I sent video. I sent pictures. I'm like, I sent descriptions. All you have to do from there is follow the proper steps. Follow the steps that make sense. Call a plumber. Then you call somebody in to fix the sheetrock. Bang, we figure out what it is. But here I'm going from August to October, still dealing with the situation. When you go home at 530 and you don't have no leak, 
or you don't have no fucking hole in your kitchen that, that you had to patch up so some, before somebody can come out and fix it be, until they figure out what the problem is. And I'm just so irritated with these people who don't have any regard for anybody else because the only, and then you all are going back and forth and you're blaming the management companies, blaming the building management because it's a co-op building. So they're like, oh, well, this management company is supposed to fix this because this is inside the walls. Oh, but we're responsible for fixing this. I don't give, I don't really give a shit who's responsible for what. Get it the fuck done. Mm -hmm. That part. So it wasn't until I got my good white woman on and started legally threatening people with all of the, the proper protocol that I could take in order to get this fixed that they start moving their asses. And so that's my petty peeve this week. That's what I've been dealing with. These idiot ass people who don't like to take responsibility. And it, your job is to manage is to manage properties. So manage them. It's just it's just simple. It's very it really simple. Is. And I don't know why we make things harder than we need to. But that's it, guys. Let's let's just wrap this on up. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to um, another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Um, we appreciate all of you for continuing to join us week after week after week after week. We're excited about heading to uh, Dallas this weekend. Yeah, um, kicking off our the first leg of our tour with the friend zone. So if you have not yet purchased your tickets, please go to thefriendzone.com and make that happen. Um, friendzonelive.com. Oh yes, please. What Jade said, um, so that <laughs> so that we can uh, you know see your faces in the places. Absolutely, there will be merch available. Mm -hmm. New merch, so, new getting new grown merch, merch. new getting grown merch, which you need. will also soon be available online. Yes, God. but in the meantime, it will be available at the upcoming shows. Can't wait to see you in Dallas. We got San Francisco after that first weekend in December, and then we've got uh, Friend Zone Live in Atlanta. Sure also, right. the dopest dinner party Atlanta is the day before the Friend Zone show, December thirteenth, and tickets are on sale for that now. All of the information is. In the description box for you to purchase tickets to the live show and for the dinner party. So period. Get your life. Thanks guys. Um, we'll see you guys next week. And in the meantime, yeah. What were you going to say, sis? Oh, I was going to tell, tell you to give them the motto, but you started doing it. Oh anyway. yes. In the meantime, <laughs> make sure that you are, uh, uh, drinking your water, minding the business that belongs to you and moisturizing. Why sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> All right, y'all.